And hello, and welcome to the Hey Buddy podcast, where we like to say hey to all our buddies. And today is my favorite buddy, Elijah Marshall, and my co-host. And um, But I'm telling you, this is going to be a good podcast, but how do we know it's going to be the right podcast for you? Well, let me tell you. This podcast is for you if you like two guys talking about TV and movies. This podcast is for you. Yeah. If you like... If you like two guys talking about sports, this podcast is for you. If you like if you like two guys talking about hot topics, this podcast it's for <laughs> you, man. But what hot topics are we going to be talking about? Well, I've been doing some brainstorming and I'm thinking like what hot topics what hot topics can we be talking about? And one thing that came to mind was like I don't know, uh, abortion, you know? Now that's that's a hot topic. That is a hot topic. It is hot. Um, uh, another one I was thinking about is, you know, was Hitler in the wrong? Yeah, he was. But I, I guess it's a hot topic. <laughs> that is that's, that's it is that's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's going on with nine eleven? You know what's going what was happening? <laughs> what was going on with those planes and stuff? I mean, I guess it's a hot topic. Um, yeah. So are we been talking about hot topics. Maybe even Emma Watson. She's pretty hot. Marco Robbie, hey. they're hot, and we're gonna be talking about some hot topics. Maybe the, maybe the sun. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, the core of the earth. That's hot. My my stove's on. That's that hot. that's hot. Somebody should probably turn that off, huh? Yeah, but we are gonna be talking about hot topics, all day, every day. Um, but what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about you, because I feel like so I'm hot. Yeah, yeah, I would. I I'd consider you hot. I'm hot right now. I'd right? I'd, uh, I'd suck your cock. But um, all right. <laughs> um, but I I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk about you, man, today. Because I feel like our audience. I don't think anybody's. There's not gonna be much people watching this one today. So if if you know one of our videos blows up, they can go back and they can watch this and they can learn a little bit more about us. So today, I just want to talk about you. I want to talk about your backstory, and I want our audience to maybe get to know you a little bit. All right, let's do it. What's going on, guys? Once again, uh, my name's Elijah. I grew up in a small little town outside of San Antonio called Bernie, Texas. Um, I'm originally from California. I have a lot of family in California, all over, uh, mostly Orange County, though. Uh, grew up in Bernie, played football all throughout my life. It's been a huge part of my life. Uh, I used to play a lot of basketball. I was pretty big on that for a while. I'm just now getting back into basketball, actually. Uh, like KP said, we live in Austin now. Uh, I go to UT, uh, University of Texas at Austin. I'm a full-time student. Um, I work a part-time job at HEB. And uh, I've always been passionate about you know helping KP make videos and I, I love podcasts so you know as soon as this opportunity presented itself I was quick to jump on it uh, I love YouTube football um, I love the Oakland Raiders I'm a huge uh, Los Angeles Lakers fan huge LA Dodgers fan um, although I did like them more whenever they were the Brooklyn Dodgers even though I wasn't alive for that I still prefer that branding just because uh, I think Brooklyn's dope um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, yeah, that's me. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about your childhood. So, um, what made 
you the man you are today. And uh, maybe middle school, maybe tell a couple middle school stories and about uh, what made you the man you are today. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we were going that far back today. Um, I grew up with my mom and my sister, a uh, small home. Uh, for a while, it was just me and my mom. Um, at about the age of six, I was six when my sister was born, and then it was us two for a while, or us three, my bad. And then my stepdad was around for a little bit um, before him and my mom did eventually get divorced, and then it was just back down to the OG3. Um, grew up in a loving home. My mom always provided the best she could for us. Um, it was tough at times, but you know, you know what to say, right? Um, the harder the under pressure makes diamonds. Nah. That dude is wrong, wrong. Uh, I'm just going to give you a quote from my favorite artist, J. Cole. Quote goes, there's beauty in the struggle and ugliness in the success. Uh, That's something I live by. That's just a little quote that I go by. Pretty soon, y'all will see, I'll have it tattooed on my left arm. Uh, That's something I'm looking forward to. It's always meant a lot to me. Uh, middle school. Wow. Ugly times. Ugly, ugly times. I was not the guy that I am today in middle school. I was uh, a little goon, as, as you could say, I guess. Uh, I stayed out of trouble for the most part. You know, I had my fair share of office slips and uh, my fair share of ISSs. Uh, middle school was fun, though. I had a good time. Um... Middle school is really where I found my passion for football. Middle school, really. Um, probably 7th grade, 8th grade football, I realized that uh, I was pretty good at what I do and that I was a pretty big kid, so I had a chance mm-hmm. to play higher-level football. So, yeah, I started out as a defensive lineman, moved my way over to linebacker, mm-hmm. um, shed a few pounds. That That's really what all it was. But, uh, yeah, um... Here's a funny story for y'all. Just showing the slight. Uh, in middle school, my first time ever going to ISS, I had two buddies named Seth and Jackson. I'm just going to give them a little shout out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day before it all went down, there was a kid who had brought a vape into our locker room, and Seth and Jackson had hit it. And so I knew about it, and we all knew like they had gotten in trouble and they were going to be you know, going to ISS and have a little suspension and all this. And so, you know, all of us, like, our little friend group, we were all kind of freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, like, those guys, like, they're going to get in so much trouble, whatever. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't much, what, they missed a week of middle school. But back, you know, back in the day, it was really important to us. We were, we were all, it was all anybody could talk about. So, like, two days later, I guess you could say I was dating this girl. I mean, it was middle school, it didn't really count. But, um... We were talking outside the locker room after school. Let me make this clear. It was after school. And we were over by the locker rooms um, where our gym was at our school. And we were just chatting, whatever. And so I said bye and, like, gave her a little hug. Like, you know, you know how they have, like, the cringy-ass middle school mm-hmm. hugs. Just ridiculous. A waste of time, really. And she had leaned in and, like, kissed me, like, right here. Like, right on my cheek, barely. And next thing you know, fucking Godzilla... <laughs> Comes running down the hall. The fattest fucking teacher in Bernie. Her name is Miss Dunnigan. Hated her. Terrible teacher. She comes literally like 
Oompa Loompa, like, just waggling down the hall. Looks like Jabba the Hutt is slithering down the hall, yelling at us. She's like, what are your names? What are your names? So the girl, I'll leave her name out, just out of respect, but she Mm -hmm. ended up running into the girls' locker room. And so I was just kind of stuck out there to dry, and I was, like, thinking, in my head, I was thinking, you know, it can't be that big of a deal. It can't be that much trouble. I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. wrong. So whatever, the teacher takes my name. And the next morning, I'm sitting in English class. I'm sitting there, you know, I'm tired. It's been a long day already, and it's only 8 a.m. You know, as most middle schoolers feel, I'm ready to just go home and play some COD. Yeah. You know? So I'm sitting in class, and the teacher comes up to me, and she's like, Hey, I got this little note. You need to go to the office. Take everything. So in my head, I was like, Hell yeah. I'm going home. Like, somebody's here to pick me up. So I get to the office, and the assistant principal's like, hey, Elijah, we just need to have a quick chat. And I was like, oh, God, like, what do I do? So I go in there, and he's talking to me, and he's like, you know, we have a very strict PDA. We have a very strict PDA policy. There's not much I can do about it. And he's like, Mr. Hungate, who was our principal at the time, is going to be in here to talk to you any second now. So I was like, all right. I mean, thinking, you know, maybe I'll just get, like, a documented offense or something. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing big. So Mr. Hungate comes comes in, and boom, the entire mood of the room has changed. It's dark and gloomy. It's like a rainy, it's like a rainy Sunday night. Like it's just depressing. Mr. Hungate brings depression wherever he goes. So he walks in and he sits down and he starts talking to me about how I violated the school conduct and how I was doing it all wrong and how just strictly not like wild. just because you kissed her on the cheek or the neck or whatever. Bro, that's here's it? the thing. I didn't even kiss her. She kissed me on the cheek. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have to send you to ISS. Like, this is bad. So, I'm freaking out, obviously. Like, I'm 12 years old, 13 years old, however old I was. About to go to ISS for nothing. So, I end up in ISS, you know, and most of you or normal humans have uh, spent an hour or two or seen the ISS room and you know it's not somewhere you want to be. And so I'm in there with all, you know, the middle school delinquents, the kid that got caught smoking a joint, you know, the kid that threw a book at a teacher, the kid that cussed out a teacher. I'm sitting in there, and I'm really starting to look at myself and reevaluate myself in there, and I'm like, wow, where did I go wrong? What did I do? And the next thing I know, it's my first morning in ISS, and that door cracks open, and in comes Seth and Jackson. Insane. So I peek my head around backwards from the cubicle that I'm sitting at, and we all three of us just start cracking up, dying laughing. And so we laugh for like five minutes before the teacher finally gets us to calm down. And uh, long story short, ended up having to spend three weeks in ISS rather than one because uh, my buddies were in there and we just couldn't stay out of trouble. And, uh, you know, that's just a little bit of a... So basically you got into ISS because you, you didn't... Like, push away a girl from kissing you. You you just let her kiss you. Correct. Yeah, I did. I went to ISS for that. It's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, no, it's fucked up completely. It's terrible. Well, um... Well, how about, uh, high school? Like, obviously we all grew in high school. I would say, this podcast is not about me, but I would say my favorite years of high school were sophomore year, and then, obviously, senior year, the start of senior year with football... Uh, I want to know, like, what's your favorite year in high school? What's your favorite year of high school first? And then what part of high school uh, did you grow the most and you learn the most and become more of a man and mature the most? All right. Solid question. Solid question. Uh, my favorite year of high school was most definitely my sophomore year of high school. 
Um, came into my sophomore year expecting to play JV football. You know, have a decent year, obviously. Um, I'd come off a pretty good freshman season um, on the freshman team. I played running back and middle backer. I was still pretty big kid. Um, not fat, but just bigger than the rest. And so ended up, um, like, second day of practice, got moved up to the varsity, um, had a great season. Had actually my best season in high school at tackles-wise. Um, it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of a lot of the older guys that helped me grow a lot was uh, being on that team with a bunch of seniors and juniors mm-hmm. and people that were just older than me. You know, you learn a lot being around those kind of people. So that was very interesting. Um, but, yeah, without a doubt, I learned and matured the most from playing football. Um, to all you future parents out there that are watching this and are like, oh, I'd never let my kid play football, fuck you. Yeah, man, fuck You're you. You're an idiot. Um, it's a great sport. It teaches teaches boys how to be men. And um, I've... I've grown so much because of it. I've learned to accept defeat. I've learned to accept failure and that failure is not a bad thing and that failure is actually very um, a very helpful thing in life. And uh, football really made me realize that um, even if you fail, that's like that's not the last it's not the last stop. You know, you'll always have failures in life. You'll fail a million times before your life is over, but it's about how you, you know, rebound after the fail, how you get up after the fall, how you dust yourself off after missing a tackle. It's always about the next play. And I feel like that's how I look at life nowadays. It's, you know, all right, that play's over. How about the next play? What am I going to do with the next play? What am I going to do with my next moment? Mm -hmm. Okay, I missed this opportunity. How am I going to make sure that I do good on my next opportunity? So, yeah, that's um, definitely what has made me who I am is football, without a doubt. Um, I wouldn't be who I am today without it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the reason uh, I picked you or I, w- I wanted to live with you instead of like any other um, kid from high school is because of your work ethic that you've developed through football and other things but I, I want to know is like what made you develop that work uh, work ethic other than football like what made you want to chase your goals and dreams um that's that's pretty easy one um my mom 100 percent. my mom was 21 years old when i was born um she was in school getting a nursing degree which for most of y'all that don't know that's a job that only makes about fifty thousand dollars a year so to support a family on that is pretty tough it's doable but it's tough so we lived um, pretty conservatively for a long time, actually. A uh, small house, you know, bare minimum for utilities, you know, lights always off, um, AC off as much as we could, um, you know, bare minimum for food, you know, here you get three meals, these are your three meals, don't eat anything else. That's how I grew up. So I, uh, my whole life growing up, I've wanted to achieve more and be more than what I grew up as. Um, A, so I could take care of my family and put them in a better position than what they are in or what they will be in, and B, to prove to myself that I can do it. Um, My mom was always teaching me when I was young, you know, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks, it never will. You know, if you're going to prove something, prove it for yourself, don't prove it for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And take what you do and take it seriously for yourself. And so um, my work ethic, I mean... 
my ability to push myself comes from growing up in a smaller household that um, really, like, everything we wanted, we had to work for. You know, I wanted to go to Six Flags for a weekend when I was in middle school. I'd have to go cut some lawns to be able to afford a ticket to go. And uh, it definitely wasn't easy, but it's definitely made me a much better person and made me realize how valuable work ethic could be. You know, your parents could hand you a million dollars and you could be all right for sure, but your parents could teach you how to make a million dollars and you'll definitely be all right. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, really what made me be the hard worker and uh, go-getter that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, on the football team, I think you and me were considered probably the leaders of the team. Yeah. Like, if, like, if they asked the locker room who was the leader, it was usually, like, they, they pointed at you. So, like, what do you think made those qualities of a leader, like, come out in you? Um, to be completely honest, um... Well, why do you, why do you think they saw you as a leader? I, whenever I am around other people, I not only, you know, my, my self-will to succeed... Um, and my own want to succeed and my own drive to succeed makes me push others around me to succeed. So, I mean, I'm talking at practice in the locker room, in the weight room, you know, whatever we're doing, I'm always moving with a purpose and trying to push people to also move with a purpose. So whenever I see a teammate that's, you know, hurting or lagging around or, you know, isn't quite able to make it through a drill, I'm always there you know, pushing them, trying to get them going, trying to get them going in the weight room, more weight, more weight, you know, finish your reps, get it done, let's go, let's do this, high energy, I'm a very high energy person, um, and I get that again from my mom, uh, whenever I was young, she would always push me to do my best, and so I think that's really trickled down into me, and into the people that I'm around, I always want to push them to be their best, as well as me, as, as well as pushing myself to be my best, um, I'm very vocal. I'm an outgoing person. I I talk a lot, as y'all can tell right now. Um, I like to talk to my, you know, whenever somebody's feeling down. If if I'm in the locker room getting ready for a game and I see somebody's, you know, prancing around or, you know, just sitting in the locker room not looking too great, I'm always the first person to go and be like, hey, man, you all right? What's going on? Tell me what's running through your head. Let's work it out. Let's get ready. You know, so that's... That's just kind of a developed personality trait that I get from my mom as well. But a lot of it also comes from working for myself and working at myself to find out who I wanted to be when I was younger. And um, a lot of it just comes from being thrown into the role of a leader. Um, When I was younger, you know, I I was a common team captain for my younger football teams. And that's always helped me um, just kind of develop those leaderships, uh, that leadership um, traits. Yeah, this is a a big topic for me. Like, after a football ended, I feel like I actually I felt like something was lost in my life. You know, did you feel that as well? Um, and then I've been I've been looking for something to replace it. Like, I feel like um, after we lost that was it the third round and I feel like I guess a part of like uh, most of my purpose was put into football like literally we spent hours a day putting it into football and then now this come and then 
there was nothing after. Like we literally went home, stayed at home, and looked at a tele- looked at our computer and on online classes and did nothing. Like what do you, what are you doing to fill that gap that you've lost from football? Hmm. Oh, that's a big question. Wow. Um, well, I guess to start, uh, I moved to Austin. Got into a new place, a new home, um, seeking out new friends, um, new people in my life. Uh, I'm in new campus, new school. That's a big part of it. Um, but honestly, I believe some holes just aren't meant to be filled. Sometimes there's a hole in your heart after you lose something, and I, f- I personally think sometimes that's meant to be left unfilled. And you know. You can move on from it, of course, and um, learn from it and grow from it. But I think part of it will is supposed to always be there to remind you of where you were and where you are today. So, like, I can already tell just in the you know eight months that it's been since I've played my last football game, um, I've grown a lot. I've changed a lot. Um, my mindset has grown. My uh, my work ethic has gotten better. I've been a lot better about doing schoolwork. Um, school has been a lot more important to me lately. Um, and just, I have a better idea of where I want to actually go in life. You know, in high school, I was always one of the kids. I had no idea what I wanted to major in. I was pretty clueless about what I wanted to do after high school. It didn't really all come together until probably March of this last year when I knew what I wanted to do. But, um... Football football is a hole that will always be there for me. I'll always think about it, always remember it. It'll always be part of me that I loved that is now gone. But I think in having that hole there, I can look back and see, like, wow, I was, you know, I was immature back then, and I'm much more mature now, or something like that along the lines of that. I think it's good to keep it with you, um... You know, just tucked away in the back, always there um, to remind you of the good times that were. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing with football is, like Coach Sawyer used to say, that like the only thing you can you can get closer like to war is football, or like the only thing you can do to get to, as close to football is the military. But like, I think it's just that synergy of an entire team coming together. Uh, for a a goal that they all have the same goal and now I feel like everyone has their different goals and I feel like people are trying to get their own goals and they'll step over you to get to their own goals and they don't care about you anymore like in football it was a synergy like everyone was together like I feel like maybe the best moment of my life or one of the best moments was when we won the second round game and um like uh, a sophomore just came up to me and he just hugged me and he t- like he told me he loved me and then I was like I and we didn't even talk that much. Cam, shout out to Cam, one of my favorite sophomores. I think he's a junior now. Uh, that was one of the best moments of my life. It was just because we all had a goal, and that was to get to state. And uh, now everyone has the different goals. Like you and me, we have different goals, mm-hmm. and um, I just want that synergy to be back. I just want maybe some team. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it again, but some team. But um, I guess straying away from football, what are 
what are your goals for the future? I know you probably don't have it all figured out yet, but let's just say hypothetically, like where do you want to be in your 30s? What house do you want to have? What cars do you want to drive? Like, like if your ultimate dream, if you could get there, what would it be? Like what house, what, what, what cars, what, what job? I mean, ideally perfect, like perfect scenario. By age 30, I am living in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I have a family, a wife, maybe one or two kids. I don't know about that yet. But um, a good-sized house, I mean, I don't want anything crazy. I don't need a mansion to fulfill my needs. I just, you know, a good-sized house for a family. Um, A reliable car that's going to get me to and from work every day. And um, definitely don't want to be working in an office, sitting at a computer Mm -hmm. by any means. Um, I mean, the perfect best-case scenario uh, in, you know, 10, 12 years you turn on the news or you turn on the TV to go watch an NBA game or an NFL game and then, boom, you see me on TV mm-hmm. talking about what's going on, you know, reviewing the play, talking with Shaq and Kenny, you know, just having a good time. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my goal. I want to be, I want to be, um, if not an announcer, then some kind of analyst on ESPN or some kind of sports channel, something like that. Um, I do want to eventually move to New York. Um, I don't know how long I want to live there, but I want to try it out. Um, but yeah, ideally, I'll be in New York, uh, Brooklyn to be specific. Um, good-sized house, good family, working for ESPN or NBA on TNT, one of those kind of channels. And uh, I guess my ideal car, my dream car. My car that I would drive to work every day mm-hmm. would be, I don't know, not a big car guy. I'd drive whatever the hell I could get. I'd just give you a big build-up, all that suspense, just to... I feel like Teslas are nice. Yeah, I'd drive a Tesla. I'd drive, I'd drive a Tesla. Tesla. No, without a doubt, I'd drive a Tesla. Like, but you don't see Tesla on the side of the road, like, broken down, you know? No, yeah, never. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, they just start off and, like, zoom, you know? I would definitely be down for a Tesla, but... I mean, whatever I can afford, I can afford. I'll be happy with what I got. Yeah, um, I think me and you are like, uh, I like, they we like the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not sure what makes me like it. I guess it's because we grew up in a small town. We wanted to get away, and I think I wanted to move to New York as well. I was debating L.A. or New York for acting or Atlanta because the three big cities. But I think I want to move to New York. What What do you think about the city life? Uh, what about the city life that is just so attractive to you? Um, like I was saying earlier, I'm pretty like extroverted, so I like to talk to people. And I think what excites me about the city is the endless amount of people, and endless amount of new friends or, you know, potential. Like you said, like you were saying earlier with football, how you want that like one common goal, and I, I, I myself find common goals with you know multiple people so I feel like you know there's friends that I've made throughout my life that I've only met once or twice but in all honesty I'd consider them like a brother that's how close I feel to them there's people that I haven't talked to in two years that I know if I called them right now they would pick up and be like hey man what's up what's going on when are we gonna see each other let's meet up let's do this and um, 
but, you know, those kind of people, I mean, like you, our, our roommate William, a lot of my friends from home, I consider them more family than friends. Mm-hmm. And so a thing that really excites me about the city is the opportunity to find new members to add to my family. And just the endless amount of people that I get to meet and experience and learn from. Because every new person that you meet is somebody that will, hopefully, if you're meeting the right people and, you know, you keep the right people close, then it's it's somebody that you can grow from. And um, I just love that about living in the city. I love new people, new places. Um, personally, I believe, like, a city skyline is the most beautiful thing you can see at night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, come 10 o'clock, I love to drive around Austin and just look at the city and all the lights and life because to me a city represents life as a whole you know it's always beaming and glowing Mm -hmm. and it always has a sign of life and that's what I love about living in the city and that's what draws me into a city um I guess you were talking about this with your future uh I don't know if you if you mentioned it or not but you do want to be a journalist Mm -hmm. what made you want to pursue that career path and uh like what inside you makes you feel like journalism is for you um well for starters i've always been complete dog shit at math so i knew that was off the table um i love to dig deeper into people and the world itself and discover true like truth inside of things Mm -hmm. and so journal that's what journalism is it's just the discovery and the retelling of the truth that journalists find. You know, of course, there's a ton of fake media and propaganda and all that shit. I mean, that's everywhere. But true journalism at heart is going out into the world, finding the truth of the world, and reporting that truth. And that interests me so much because there is unlimited truths in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, there will be stuff that's discovered... Um, 10,000 years from now that we would have never known and that's what excites me about journalism journalism is an endless it has endless possibilities you could go you could go to the Amazon rainforest and find a new animal today and boom that's journalism you could go out in the city and take a picture of the most amazing cloud that you've ever seen and boom that's journalism you could go right now what we're doing this is journalism I could go on TV and talk about my favorite NBA player. Boom, that's journalism. Um, just the endless possibilities of journalism and what it represents, um, what it truly represents, really gets me interested in it. And I've always been a person that loves to uh, report um, and uh, just share my findings. That's always been a big part of my life is sharing my findings. And honestly, now that I'm really thinking about it, that's what it's a big part of what has made me become like a leader as you would say yeah um is i go out i try something i find something you know i find some truth or i find some kind of thing that works for me and i share it with others that's always what i've done that's always been a big part of my life and that's what makes me want to pursue journalism yeah with that um finding the truth thing i think i can relate to that because i want to do stand-up comedy and acting and when you're up on that stage, you, I mean, basically all you're doing is speaking the truth. Yeah. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
And uh, with stand-up comedy, you can just talk about whatever topic you want. And it's just truth. People people laugh because they relate to it, you know? And they, they know what you're saying is truthful, but we're the only people that are going to go up there and say it. You see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the only the stand-up comedians are the only people that will go up in front of a crowd and like speak the truth, and then uh, people relate to that and they uh, they they laugh at it. And also with acting, you're 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 acting as a character as truthfully as you can. Yeah, you're portraying the truth. Yeah. 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 But um, so this next question, I actually I hate this question when people ask it to me, like like. People ask me like, "What do you do? What do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies?" I usually, I'm like, um, work, and you know, I like I like to jerk off, you know. <laughs> but like, it's kind of hard to say. But I think I, I'm gonna frame it like this: like, if you had one free day, like just a free day, no worries on your mind, what would you do to um, be the most happy? One free day with nothing so to like, do. Yeah, morning to morning to night. Well, I guess um, I'd wake up probably 9 or 10. It's about like my average time I wake up. Um, I do like to sleep in sometimes, but I feel like if I sleep till noon, my whole day is gone, so I actually hate doing that. But, um, yeah, I'd probably wake up 9 or 10, um, grab a bowl of cereal. I'm really not a big breakfast person. I don't eat big breakfast or a lot of breakfast. So, yeah, but yeah, a nice bowl of cereal always smacks in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd probably grab a nice little bowl of cereal, um, hop in my car, head over to um, Lake Austin, um, hop on a paddleboard, and just kind of float around for a while. I love going out on the lake, um, paddleboarding. It's really fun. Um, I love to swim. That's, that's really fun. But I, I'd probably spend a couple hours at the lake just doing recreational lake activities. Um, that would probably take me till about noon, and then about noon I'd probably come home, relax for two, two and a half hours, chill, you know, watch some TV, play some video games with the boys, do whatever. Shout out Xander, your ass at rest. Um, just hang out, you know, do my thing, and then I'd probably, honestly, in like a dream case scenario day, head down to a gym of some kind, um play some pickup basketball that's something that I love to do in my free time I love to go play pickup basketball um, I could be out there for hours and hours and hours playing um, I don't care what I have to do um, what it takes but definitely would love to play some pickup basketball on that day uh, that would probably take me into the evening um, probably run home take a shower you know get nice go out and get some dinner with some friends um if it's an ideal day, we'll probably go to somewhere like an upper-ended, you know, a, a nicer place. Probably mm-hmm. like a, not quite like steakhouse level, but a nicer restaurant like a like a BJ's or something. And then, uh, you know, just enjoy the nightlife of Austin. Go around the city, go to the, to the bars, to the clubs, you know, hang out. Um, just have a good time, listen to music, you know, walk around the city. It's very pretty at night. And then... Uh, Probably come home around 2, 3 in the morning, take a shower, and hit the hay. That's a, that's pretty much an ideal day. Yeah. Uh, so, with everybody has everybody has principles, you know, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, everyone has principles and things that make them do what they do every day and make them the, the person they are. 
And so uh, what I want to ask you is, uh, what are your principles? What makes you get up in the morning, and what makes you do the things you do? Um, really, it's a, it's a strive for excellence and a strive to provide my family, when we get to that point, um, a better life than what I had growing up. And I think that should be you know, something that everybody wants in life. You know, give your kids more than what you had. Um, like I said before, didn't grow up with a ton. Obviously, a loving family is all that you need, but in terms of money, you know, we didn't have a lot laying around when I was younger, so I want to be able to succeed enough in life to where whenever my first kid is born, I know that that kid will be successful, and I know that I can set that kid up to be successful. Um, yeah, so I wake up every morning, and what gets me going and gets me out of bed is just the thought that, you know, in the future, no matter how far away it is, I can foresee a better version of myself. And I'm always just kind of getting up in the morning chasing that better version of myself. Mm -hmm. So every day that I wake up, it's like, you know, am I better than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. Okay, good, I am. Okay, now my goal for today is to be better than what I am right now. So each day, I mean, really, it's something that I learned, you know, way back when playing football. It's just, you know, always, you always want to get 1% better. There's always 1% better. It doesn't have to be big. I don't have to be a completely new person every day. I just want to be a little bit better every day. Just a little bit better. Every day I want to do one more thing right than I did the day before. And that helps me, you know, always, it's, it's a constant goal. Because every day that you wake up, you, you haven't met your goal. And realistically, there is no... You're never going to meet yeah, that goal. Yeah, you, you'll never reach it. And that's what keeps you going, is you'll know that at one point, you know, you know, nobody's ever been perfect, and nobody ever will be perfect, but it's a strive for perfection. And it's kind of like the saying, like, you know, shoot for the moon, land among the stars. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically what I live by. That's something that keeps me going every day. That's kind of like uh, one of my favorite actors, probably my second favorite actor behind you, Jackman, Matthew McConaughey's his uh, acceptance sheet, like speech for the Oscar. Mm-hmm. He was like he's he's always he's always chasing his himself ten years in the future. He's always chasing that guy. Yeah, he's never gonna be that guy, but he's he's always chasing him. And so that sounds like you. Um, but yeah, if you had to. Uh, if you had any last words to um, to leave the audience with, what, what was that uh, that quote you're gonna have on your your arm? I'm gonna have it tattooed on my left arm, and it's uh, "There's beauty in the struggle." And uh, it was very nice to meet all of y'all, even though I guess y'all only really met me. Um, thanks for watching this video. It's a long one. It's a long little podcast to get started, but that's good. Um, it was great to be able to do this, and I uh, hope to see you all again next week or whenever the hell we do our next episode. Uh, once again, my name is Elijah Marshall, and uh, fuck OU. Yeah, fuck OU. And also, I want to I clarify that uh, this is not always going to be a serious podcast. We're just getting to know, we, we want you guys to get to know us, maybe a little deep dive into us. Before we start to um, talk about the topics we want to talk about, hot topics, like um, I forgot to ask you, uh, what's your opinion on abortion? 
no comment. Uh, we we really have to get deep into these uh, <laughs> topics. So uh, it seems like we're gonna get into this later. We're gonna get into abortion later. But uh, I'm just trying to say is like next next episode is probably gonna be about me and get deep into me. But then uh, as I'd we get, <laughs> I'd I'd also I'd also love that. But um, but uh, once we talk about ourselves, we want to talk about some silly topics and we want to get maybe a little goofy. Maybe you might goof around a little bit. Goofy. Yeah. But um, thanks for watching. I appreciate it if you subscribe. Um, it's probably zero subscribers right now. So the first subscriber, uh, I will suck you off personally. Or if you are a woman, we can arrange something else. But hey, I got something. I got something. First person to subscribe, to subscribe to this channel and send me proof on my Instagram at emarsh27, $25 Xbox card. Or PS4, or your dick, choice. Dick pick. No. I'll add in. I'll add in the dick pic. No, we'll but I have a feeling it's gonna be uh, Will Pearson. Shout out to Will Pearson. He's my first follower on Instagram. My first subscriber on YouTube. Wow. And uh, first yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to make that happen. Will Pearson, you're really gonna have to get on this, and you're gonna have to get on it quick. Um, yeah, shout out to Will Pearson. He's also. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite seniors. I also say shout out to Tate, one of my, also one of my favorite seniors. Shout out to whole senior class at Bernie High School. Love you, Will Pearson. Hope hopefully you're subscribing right now. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll get into me. Maybe maybe even tomorrow. I mean, this isn't is that hard to film. We'll get in this tomorrow, next week or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll post it. We're gonna be posting clips on the Instagram as well. So if you could go follow us on Instagram, that'd be cool. I think the ad's gonna be. Uh, hey buddy podcast so that's it from the hey buddy podcast and as always say hello to your buddies hey buddy